Welcome back to the Memory Jogger podcast with Jason and Wyatt. This is Jason, and he is Wyatt. That's what they call me by day, but at night I'm uh, sleeping, of course. <laughs> I think we're all sleeping at night. Except for At tonight. least most of us in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are uh, recording a little bit later than normal, but uh, as always, we are ready to jog our memories and run down a few childhood dreams which we hope you will enjoy listening to on your favorite podcast app or on the Throwback Network or on YouTube, which we uh, finally get in some video feed thanks to uh, having some extra bandwidth now. So uh, we hope you all will check us out over there on YouTube. Uh, Well, Wyatt, it's been a while since our last show, which we actually teased tonight's topic. Which is going to be our 80s childhood crushes. Right, and I know this was an assignment from our pals of the 80s league, and I know you put something up on the blog. Mm-hmm. Just things have been uh, catching up to me, so I, I actually completely spaced the date, the due date. <laughs> yeah. But uh, hopefully they won't uh, knock us for doing a makeup podcast for it. No, 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 no. I think uh, they are more than happy with uh, the little article that I put out there and uh, linked to all the other uh, sites and everything. And we had intended to do a podcast a couple weeks ago and release about the time, which was a little bit after Valentine's day, obviously in February uh, we're a couple of weeks late, but eh, what the, Hey, we, uh, we teased it. Why not do it? That's it. And uh, have some fun with this. And, uh, of course, we do want to invite everybody to go over to the uh, the other content from our pals in the 80s league, which uh, there was a lot this time. We had uh, Return to the 80s. They have a podcast in which Paul and Marissa and Robert, they discussed their crushes. Uh, Paul, who is the admin over at Return to the 80s and uh, the blog, he listed his top three over there. The uh, Ouija Midget blog, who is uh, actually a girl, I found that out. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting to know people okay. as we are going, but uh, she listed her five hunks that uh, stole her 80s teenage heart. Uh, of course, our host, usually our host, is the uh, 80s Reboot blog and uh, Overdrive podcast, uh, Dave and Rose and Cheryl. They remembered their 80s crushes, and over on the uh, 80s Reboot blog, I believe it's, it's um, Rose that writes for that, she uh, showed some love for John Cusack over there. That was really fun. And then uh, Killer Kitsch, which uh, I believe they are over in, um, oh, I'm going to mess it up. Um, I want to say maybe Sweden or Finland, one of those places. And... Uh, it's amazing still the cultures that we, we share being in different countries, uh, even from England, you know, was a little bit different from ours, but he listed over there, uh, several of his crushes, Kim Cattrall, Olivia Newton, John, Aaron Gray, some great choices over there. So just go over to, uh, rediscover the eighties. You'll find my, uh, article, which I did on a little bit different spin, which was uh, video game girls that I had crushes on. So go over there and you'll see the links to all of uh, the, the contributors. And uh, we've got a new 
addition to the league just joined up. It's uh, Steve Spears, who runs the Stuck in the 80s blog. Um, he's been around for quite a while, and uh, they have a podcast as well, which has been going for several hundred episodes. Uh, I would say mainly geared towards 80s music, but it's still a really great podcast. He and uh, his pals that uh, do the podcast, I would say, are probably about mm, five to ten years older than us. So uh, they have a, a more of a uh, high school perspective through the 80s years, which is pretty neat. So uh, he's going to be uh, contributing uh, beginning in this month, in March, with the new topic. So uh, looking forward to that and invite everybody to go check out Stuck in the 80s. He just got back from the 80s cruise, too. Have, have you seen the, the advertisements for this cruise that they do now, which has a lot of the MTV people, and they invite bands to come on? And I've seen – I saw this a couple years ago, and um, – I didn't get the chance to read into it too much. Uh, kind of saw the headline, I think, on uh, one of the news agencies. Uh, I think it was probably Fox News. Uh-huh. I like reading Fox News online only because I could care less about the actual news that's going on. About midway down, they have the little tiny squares or boxes of little things, and that's where I I like to see what's those little things. And uh-huh. I happened to see it like, like an ad for an 80s cruise. I'm like, man, I'd love to, but... Yeah. Oh man! I, it, I think this was the second year that they put it on, and I see the pictures and stuff that comes on there, and I always sign up to uh, to win a spot on the cruise. But just with the little kids and everything, uh, just hasn't worked out. But you know, my in laws they're in St. Pete, which is not too far from Tampa, which I believe the cruise. Uh, I, th- I believe that's the uh, where they go from. So um, I don't know. Maybe one of these years we'll end up getting on that cruise because it looks like a ton of fun yeah it'd, it'd be a blast the only thing that i'm it'd be a love-hate thing if they bring one of my cars online on there to you know do a car show <laughs> be like that's awesome great i really hope this boat don't sink now because uh, it's just that's just plain evil well, kit they, or something. See, now, no yeah they wouldn't bring kit or the delorean on there they would bring airwolf so that they could at least take off you know if uh Okay, that one I like. That one I like. <laughs> if the ship starts taking on water. And you know what? Anyway. I'm, I'm busting my hump to that helicopter. Not just because of being rescued, but I'm saving Airwolf's soul there. Because it's not going <laughs> to go under. Well, uh, we'll have to see uh, maybe next year. That would be fun to, to see some of those things on board. But I think they spend too much time, uh, you know, getting into the bands and dancing and uh, I, I don't know if, if you've ever been on a cruise, you know, it's just 24 hours of nonstop eating and just fun. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. So uh, very jealous when I see those pictures uh, <laughs> go by Twitter and Facebook and all those places. But uh, I don't know, maybe someday let's uh, well, I guess before we get into the topic, uh, we are still going to do, our next regular episode for our school days memories. And we'll get back into our kind of normal format as we do. But uh, again, this is a special and we're just going to kind of go with that on uh, our eighties crushes. We have got a couple little categories here. I'm actually, 
I didn't really take too many notes, so I'm just going to go off memory and and we'll just kind of go down our uh, our memory jogger lane and and see <laughs> see what pops in my brain. But um, you've already kind of alluded to a few on previous uh, podcasts and everything. And uh, I, the first thing that I wrote down as on more of a personal note, can you remember who you had your first crush on in school? Who she was, what grade, that kind of a thing. Well, I guess she really wasn't in school. I mean, I had some school interests, but the one that I um, clung to, if that's the right word to say, um, was a girl I actually met in Sunday school. I was helping her her mom out uh, in one of the Sunday schools there at uh, Clifford Alliance, uh, Jenny Gulick. I don't know if you <laughs> remember her. Uh, I remember the name. I don't remember. Yeah, her and I were very good friends, actually, for quite some time. And uh, mm -hmm. kind of did the letters, pen pal thing, even when we were there in Clearfield and called each other and so forth. But she was always dating someone else, and I was secretly in love with her. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I just fascinated with her just, uh, I guess, for all the years that was grown old. And even when I alluded to uh, the dates, playing the mixed tape with the QAX liners in it. That was her. That was the date. And it was not a date to her. It was a date to me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I took her out for her birthday. I'm really trying to get, I guess the right word was to circumvent the dating, the guy that she was dating because he didn't do stuff like that. But uh, uh -huh. anyway. Well, that must have went on for a long time. When did you first kind of show interest it was around the fifth grade so we we were right. I, I mean i was in an interest of course i was 16 17 you know driving with her and then i kept tried to keep in contact via letters when i joined the air force um, uh -huh. and never got back any replies so back in the days before uh email really hit and, and you actually wrote somebody a letter yeah huh. and that's it and and you know i, I it kind of petered out and never heard anything and then uh, lo and behold, here uh, about nine years ago, she just surfaced all of a sudden on Facebook, and uh, kind of bittersweet because I was just getting ready to get married. So, <laughs> uh, always how it yeah. works. Always how it works. How about you? What was your well, first uh, crush? The one that I guess sticks out in my mind was would have been I think fourth grade, if I can remember the classroom setting. It would be, uh, I believe you're friends with her on Facebook. I'm not sure if I am, but that would be Melanie Smith. Oh, yes. And she, um, at the time, in fourth grade, you know, we you have little girlfriends and boyfriends, I guess, at that age. Uh, my son comes home to me now. He's in sixth grade and talks about his girlfriend, and I just kind of roll my eyes and kind of giggle, you know. But, um, yeah, it was fourth grade and. Darn if she wasn't dating Donnie Kirkwood. <laughs> and, <laughs> it, you know, it was just a little innocent thing. And But she was the first one that I can remember having a crush on. And, you know, just going through school. I remember going over to Donnie's house, maybe for a birthday party or something. And she was there. And, you know, I, I, Donnie was a nice guy, but I wasn't going to his birthday party for him. That <laughs> That kind of a thing. Now the truth comes out. Yeah, well, since I haven't talked to him probably, 
you know, since fifth or sixth grade, whenever his family left the area, uh, I can, I can circumvent all of these, uh, these inner, inner feelings now. But, um, so that was mine. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I was going to say, just be careful. I am friends with, I think it's her, his sister, Daphne on Facebook, coincidentally yes. enough. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I follow Melanie and, um, she's a school teacher in Virginia somewhere married okay. and, and so forth. And it's funny cause she's now pushing, um, uh, beauty products. So it's hilarious, uh, seeing her and every now and then she posts a picture. In fact, like last year or two, she posted a picture of her, um, we'll call it vacationing, relaxing. And, um, I think some of your crush crush stuff might've been uh, heightened. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's good. I'm not friends with her on yeah. Facebook. <laughs> Um, no, was yeah, there, it was, was there a second maybe I, I kind of did a two to three type list. I mean, I wasn't really, um, girls weren't really a priority for me until later. I mean, I didn't really have a, a steady girlfriend until I was what a, probably a senior junior senior. And then had a girlfriend right after uh, I graduated. That lasted for a little bit. Had one at college, and I met my wife at college. So, yeah, I mean, I, I really haven't. Uh, I wasn't the ladies' man by any means. Uh, it probably could be because I was, you know, five foot whatever six, <laughs> and, and one of the shortest in the class, and you know. The uh, the taller guys, the athletes, and and all that, and I, I played basketball and uh, was active like that. But uh, well, I don't I know. I, it seemed like all my girlfriends were taller than me, so they had to probably. Well, I don't I, know. I wasn't, ask, I wasn't asking who you're dating. I'm asking for the crushes. I don't care about. You. No, I'm kidding. Um, well, it's, and it, it's all I, good and fun. I yeah, and I can. I was trying to think of maybe is there something kind of in between that i guess it was more geared towards uh probably what we'll talk about here in a little bit you know the movies and okay. tv stars and that kind of a thing until high school well for me the actual school crush i guess uh it's kind of split in between melanie was one of them but since you took her um the other one that i really <laughs> liked was uh do you remember christy bush <sighs> Yes, she was. She was um, that would have been maybe eighth seven, grade eight, because we were over grade? the church. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and yeah, I I was infatuated with her there, and uh, I was always trying to be like in her space, like trying to put myself out there. And then I found out we were uh, one year we were hunting on her her property or her uncle's property or something like real close relationship. I'm like, I was not interested in there then. I'm like, maybe Christy will show up and you know, I can woo her. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Hunting, uh, hunting, but not for deer. <laughs> Always hunting. <laughs> That's fun. Well, uh, I guess if you didn't have any others, maybe as far as personal ones, let's, Talk a little bit about some that we might have had uh, in Hollywood. Okay. Um, what do you want to start with first? Do you want to start with movies or TV? Or 
Uh, I, I think we'll talk about the big screen. I'm going to try to leave my, my okay. girl for the, the latter half there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, give me somebody from the movies. Well, maybe you noticed early on. Uh, there's a few, but the one that really stuck out for me uh, while I was in high school, I was watching, do you remember the movie Summer School? Yes, I do. The moment I saw, uh, I think her correct name is Courtney Thorne Smith. Yes. I'm yes, like, hello. <laughs> that was about all there was about that movie. I didn't care what was really going on. Right. Um, but yeah, she... Uh, there's a lot of those movies in the eighties like that. <laughs> yeah. And she did. I started noticing that she'd pop up periodically in different movies. So, uh, yeah, uh, she was, I guess one of my, uh, I would actually call her probably the top choice there. Uh, okay. Out of, I haven't watched that movie in years. I need to, I need to revisit that. Same here. I, I, I used to like that, that, uh, movie. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, I, who I'll choose first, I guess is from one of my favorite movies, probably one of the the ones that I've watched the most from the 80s, The Karate Kid. Uh, Elizabeth Shue was oh, yes. one that um, I had my eye on. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I guess maybe was a little bit jealous of uh, Daniel's uh, karate abilities to uh, <laughs> to woo her. Um, but she, I don't know, she just seemed like the... Uh, well, and you know, from um, Adventures in Babysitting, I'm trying to think what some of the other ones that she was in. She just was, had that like girl next door. Yep, exactly. Uh, she was feel. in Back to the Future, so yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the second one. Yep, she took over. Yep, second and third. Yep. So yeah, so that helped too, since I was a huge Back to the Future fan. But yeah, I don't know. She just had that that approachability. It seemed like that uh, just an ordinary girl. She's cute, but she doesn't necessarily know it. That kind of a thing. Right. So that's probably my top choice. Okay. Uh, that I remember. Any Anybody else from the movies? Uh, Leah Thompson. I liked her. Uh, mainly from Back to the Future, but I'd seen her in uh-huh. different things. Uh, never saw... Um, what's the stinking movie? I think that was what her like her platform, Howard the Duck. Oh, Howard the Duck. <laughs> yeah, never saw her in that. I've seen pictures. Uh, I remember renting that on VHS, and I believe my parents shut it off at one point. Well, I know why. Um, That's the picture that I saw when I right. I just punched her name in there. I'm like, uh, okay, uh, Julie's not looking over my shoulder. Okay, I'm safe. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, – and I had, it's been years – uh, since I've watched Howard the Duck, but I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, the other one that I liked uh, was actually a little obscure, and it's uh, Tammy Stronach. She was the, I don't know what she really was, the princess or whatever on The Never Ending Story. Oh, yes. Nice job. So I, I uh, when I saw that movie, I'm like, oh, uh, okay, uh, Courtney, you might get bumped. Uh, but she was, yeah, she was a cute little thing. Uh-huh, he hasn't appeared uh-huh. in much else. Uh, uh, from what I, when I looked on her IMDb and it's, there's not much of a database. She's, she's moved back to, I guess, Israel, which is where her, she's natively oh, yeah. from. So she does stuff gotcha. over there, but nothing gotcha. like Hollywood style. Did you, did you have uh, like 
secondaries or? Yeah, I mean, um, there's, uh, I don't know, they kind of revolve around those, the teen movies of the time, you know, watching movies like Ferris Bueller, you know, Sloan Peterson. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mia Sarah. So, yeah, uh, that, you know, I, I don't remember when I watched, I started watching like the John Hughes movies, the, uh, mainly the Brat Pack ones, I'll call it, you know, the Breakfast oh, Club yeah. and Pretty in Pink. So, oh, wow, yeah. I don't know. I, I always tease my wife, her, her, this is her junior or senior pick. She, had red hair and the hairstyle and everything. I'm like, you're, you're Molly Ringwald in that picture. <laughs> so, uh, and I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say that I really had a crush on her at first, but, um, of, of course seeing <laughs> my wife's picture now and, and how much affinity I have for the eighties. I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I could see that. And, uh, this might be the reason why that, uh, I was chasing after you in college. <laughs> um, Wow, you just reminded me with that movie. I, I had a uh-huh. uh, another crush. If we spent spent on all our night on crushes, um, Ali Sheedy, <laughs> I really really liked. But I, you uh-huh. know, I I liked her more from the Short Circuit. Uh, right. Anyway. Yeah, of course. So yeah, I would say her. Um, boy, there, there's just so many to choose from. Oh and yeah, there is. The I'm other not looking for the whole laundry list. <laughs> No, no, no. And I've, again, going back to those type of movies and watching, I remember watching Weird Science and Kelly the Brock, who's the, you know, the goddess of the movie. (laughs) Um, So there was some times where, you know, it wasn't just girls that were kind of my age or younger, the young actresses. It was some of the other ones that kind of caught my eye as well. This might be a, a I don't know a weird question, but um, or a weird path to go down, and and maybe we'll edit this out later <laughs> <laughs> for our uh, other for people that know us and might be listening. No, um, I, I remember now my my neighbor friend had HBO, and there would be some times where I'd be up there to be watching a movie, and I remember times calling down to my parents, "Hey, is it okay to watch this movie or that movie?" And it was, you know, it was like, uh, I remember calling down for, uh, the James Bond, the one with Christopher Walken. <laughs> it's gonna, You're the expert because I've yet to I, watch any, any decent, well, any of the James Bonds really. I should. It's going to, uh, kill me. I just totally spaced on that. Grace Jones in it, and there was a couple scenes in there, and there's always scenes with James Bond. Uh, View to Kill. I remember calling down, and I think right after that, or right around that time, was uh, Peggy Sue Got Married with Nicolas Cage. So it was, and those were, I think, PG or PG-13. It was never, I don't remember really, like, asking to watch R-rated movies when I was 11, 12, or whenever it was when I was calling down there. But right. We ended up watching one day uh, the Beastmaster. You remember that movie? And <laughs> it's got a scene with uh, oh gosh, uh, now it's going. I'm gonna have to look up her name now. She was the mom on that '70s show, 
Um, oh, okay. Oh, crap. What the heck? It's going to kill me. Tanya Roberts. Tanya Roberts had to Google that. Um, there's a scene with her and another girl where they're like bathing and the Beastmaster and his uh, little, uh, I don't know if it was the, the Panther or one of his other little animal friends. They're like spying on them and actually showed them, you know, topless. <laughs> and I remember like, whoa, okay. So that's what those look like. <laughs> That kind of a thing, you know, that first kind of reactionary moment. And that movie, I want to say it was like 84, 85, and maybe that range. Actually, no, it was probably probably, uh, older than that when it first came out, but it was probably 84, 85 in that range when I watched it. And I don't know, that was just one of those moments that, last with you when you're uh, basically a kid and you see right. something like that for the first guess, time and it gets ingrained in your memory. But do you ever guess, have a moment like that? <laughs> yes, I did. And it was, uh, I did, I'd watch, I grew up watching the, I'll call it the censored police academies. And I'm talking off of TBS yeah. or uh-huh. you know, one of the rebroadcasts. So a lot of it was clipped out and I had asked, I was 14 my uncle was out and he's kind of helping me, I guess, become a, we'll call it so-called man. He's like, you're 14. You can make your own choices. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I want to watch Police Academy. I liked the movie. So I honestly didn't know what was, they didn't know the uncensored version. So he's uh-huh. looking at me like, are you sure you want to watch that? I'm like, yeah, because <laughs> I, mean, I have no clue. Then we're watching it. I'm like, oh, oh the, the whole they're looking down at the girl's showers. I'm like, oh, hi, hi, hi. And uh, then my, my uncle pulled me aside like, like the next day and said, your grandmother was not too happy about that movie. I'm like, well, I didn't know that was on there. Anytime I've watched it, I never saw that part before. <laughs> right. So, he's like, why'd you watch it? No, TBS, you know, reruns. Oh, that explains it. So, Well, I, and I go through that every year now at Christmas with Christmas vacation because I grew up watching it on TV and now with little kids and I want to, <laughs> I want them to experience it at some point, but what, at what point, you know, there's right. nothing, there's nothing really like that. Well, there's that one pool scene, but there's the language is what I'm, you know, more worried about, but you know, it, it seems like the culture back then was a little bit different, a little more tolerant of in the PG 13 rating, coming about mainly because of that, because there was a lot of um, extra stuff added into PG movies that, you know, you can't get away with now. So it's, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. It's uh, something I struggle with as a parent now. (laughs) Well, that's it. Uh, Luckily I don't have any movie channels. So, (laughs) well, and and I I don't know about you, but I know your kids are still somewhat younger um, but I'm having to screen a lot of these because I forget the, the language and some of the sexual scenes and stuff in, in these movies as kids. And we got to pre-screen them before we show, you know, uh, that's it. We do. <laughs> we, we, well, we don't watch very many movies. If we do, it's literally on our computer or iPad well after mm-hmm. the kids are asleep. So there's no, at the moment, there's no right. fear. So yeah, we've we've uh, for the moment we're in the clear. <laughs> but, gotcha, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Well, you want to go on to TV? 
Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm going to pick on you first. So. Oh, okay. Was your Good. Because, uh, I was, uh, I was thinking of some, and uh, I think I might steal one that might be on your list. Well, I don't know. I know a couple that's on your list, so I'll, I'm not going to steal those ones. But well, you already took them. You already saw my list. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> based on previous conversation with you and, and knowing you since the fourth grade, I know your main one or two crushes from TV. But we'll see. Uh, I'm going to go with. Um, I'm going to go with Catherine Bach, Daisy Duke. Ah. Cause that, you know, that was a show I watched as a kid and you know, there's a, a couple scenes. I, I think even in the intro, you know, where she's in the bikini and yep. uh, some of the outfits she wears at the boar's nest, you know, are like, Whoa, hi Daisy. You know? Um, and there's a reason why, you know, those little cutoff jean shorts are called Daisy Dukes. <laughs> so uh, I'll guess I'll pick her first as uh, one that I remember having a crush on. Okay. As a kid watching TV, well, she uh, the little trivia there. She so a lot of people know this, but some might not. That she she was the one that actually came up with that design, and the only way that she could pull it off was to actually wear pantyhose underneath it because they thought it was a little too almost revealing mm-hmm. because it was so short. <laughs> and then the bikini scene that you see in uh, I think it's the first episode. Her she was married with her first husband at the time. And he was like, not at all happy about that scene. <laughs> so, you know, that was back when it was kind of taboo to see your wife in basically almost nothing in a bikini. Yeah. Uh, even though that bikini was probably better, better than most of nowadays. Um, true. True. But still, it was, it was just, the, I was watching the, I say that because I was watching the, uh, watching my DVD set. They actually have a, a commentary with, John Schneider, Catherine Bach, mm-hmm. and Tom Wopat all sitting on the couch, basically watching and talking through this whole movie. And they're talking mm-hmm. the whole, that little bit. And that's how I learned about her. Uh, her husband, like, just was not happy. <laughs> but um, Okay. What else? All right, go for well, it. I'll go for it. Okay. Well, everybody, if you or give me one, <laughs> if you, well, I'm going to go back. I'm going to do a uh, succession here. I got to okay, build up okay. suspense, even though people know by now if you've listened to our show. Um, <laughs> I'll go from, uh, I guess, number three, Jenna Von Oy. Jenna Von Oy. She's the friend on Blossom. She was six. That was her name. Six. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, I uh, followed never watched that show. I watched it, but I watched it because I had seen uh, the girl Blossom. I'd seen her play on MacGyver. So I was kind of just curious. She played twice on MacGyver um, as Lisa, I think is her character's name. Was she on Airwolf too? Mm, No, but Shannon Doherty was. Shannon Doherty. That's it. Okay. I knew there was some, uh, there was a young actress on Airwolf, a famous one. Okay. So six. Okay. Yeah. See, I never, I I don't know. It was was just one of those oddball ones. I, 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 Flip through. Yeah, that's it. Um, I caught it. and I, You know, I didn't watch it uh, by any means. I, like I, uh, like you call appointment TV. I, I watched it whenever I could and uh, wasn't at all uh, like a set. Uh, I watched it 
every week or whatever. It might be once a month if I was lucky to watch it. But mm-hmm. I had a fascination with her. Just I, I liked her. And uh, yeah. Okay. How about you? A number two or I'm gonna go with um Miss Kelly Kapowski. Oh Tiffany uh, Amberthies on uh, Saved by the Bell. Uh yes, very, very jealous of Zach. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean that the show was fun and um it was I, all about I, the girls. I, I'll, I won't lie. Well That's only I don't know. I at it. first at first I I kind of I, I laughed at Screech and I just liked the atmosphere and loved hearing uh, Mr. Belding laugh. But yeah, as the as the show went on, you tuned in to you know watch uh, Kelly and Jesse and Lisa. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Kelly was definitely the uh, the one for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the number two for me was uh, Andrea Elson. Better known as the girl that played on Alf. Oh, okay. Okay. Really? Oh, yeah. Another reason why I watched Alf. (laughs) Not the main reason, but it it was up up there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, Uh, I can see that. Yeah. Do you have another Um, one? hmm, Let me think a little bit, because I was going to say... And these are getting, I don't know. I guess. Are you I guess I'll go ahead. And, no, I'm not grasping. I'm just trying to get the the era or the the age I was when these shows were on when I started watching. So Saved by the Bell was like kind of late '80s. So that's the 12, 13 era for me. Um, okay, I'll throw out uh, Kelly Bundy. Oh yes, Christine yes, Applegate. Yes, yes. Because my well, my dad loved watching that show, and there was obvious reasons why he liked the show, other than Al and the family. Because I don't know, they seemed to have like women on there every every show that Al was oogling over. Yeah, you know. But Kelly, yeah, <laughs> and Bud just you know harping on her for what she was wearing and all her friends and stuff. Uh, I thought it was hilarious because they waited. Uh, they did wait. And she, and again, on the documentary, the commentary side of the DVD, I have, um, they were doing a reunion and they were commenting on how, I think they, she started there when they, she was 16 and they did mm-hmm. wait for two years. Like the audience waited for two years. And then basically once she hit 18, that's when you started hearing whenever Kelly walked in the door, you'd hear all the guys doing the cat calls in the audience. Yeah. Going, yeah! Yeah. You know, that kind of, <laughs> I like, remember that. Yeah. And then she would always joke because the, the, basically the, 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 uh, what do you call it? The clothing desire costume designers, they were inching up her skirts as she got wow. past her, past the year. She's like, at, at one point she actually had this, tell them, you can only go so high and you've reached it. Because uh, she, because you know, she they had to sit on that couch, and she's right. like, I can't even get down to the couch without <laughs> revealing something. So, yeah, you got to bring it up. Yeah, or yeah. bring it down, really. Yeah, right, right. Okay, I know what your number one is. Yeah, I know you know. Most everybody that's <laughs> listened to our show, mass cast or otherwise. Uh, knows that Stacy Keaton is my number one. 
mainly because I actually did a little bit of research on her and found out she was the same age. She was from Pennsylvania. So it was like, Oh really? Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. It was like all the bells were right ringing right there. I'm like, perfect girl right there. Just, and, um, uh, I know I kind of hinted at this a little bit, but I had a, such an infatuation. I would send her not, not daily or weekly, but I would send like pen pal letters to her. Like I knew her and told her (laughs) things that were going on our own town. I had invited her to our senior prom. Um, I remember, I remember somehow writing, I know I said I can only afford like half the airfare or something like that. Uh, but it was something like to that wording. Um, but I did invite her and I think it was that, that specific letter. I finally got something back. Cause you obviously don't get anything back from them. And I got a autographed, it looked like a postcard cause that's what was on the back of it. Those are on an autographed picture of her. And I have to really do some scouring because I think I've actually misplaced that. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I had that posted up. I think it was black and white, actually. But anyway, I had that posted up in my my dorm room when I was first in the Air Force. Carried that uh-huh. for a while. But, uh, yeah, I, I like I said, I pen her to a degree for some time. And then it's like uh, kind of, I guess, the, the interest faded. Mm-hmm. To a degree, because well, I wasn't getting anything back. So. <laughs> but there is one episode I even told you this that probably puts me on a borderline stalker. I had uh, found out me and new to technology and, and computers. There was a uh, the library on base had a uh, well, it was a white pages, but the white pages for everything in the world. So I looked up for. I had researched the studio where they recorded step by step and it was still on the air at the time. So I called, found the studio number and called the studio and I'm like, hi. And I'm trying to look all like professional and I'm like, hi, can I speak with uh, Miss Stacy King, please? And they're like, uh, we don't, you know, you can't speak to the actors on this line. You have to call their own line through their agent. I'm like, Oh, well, thank you very much. And I'm like, ah, crap. You know, <laughs> I was so close. But I wouldn't call that stalking. Stalking is when you show up to the studio and you're trying to sneak in, that kind of a thing. But you know, uh, I wasn't going to go that far. I mean, you know, I was hoping, (laughs) but I did follow her, like basically her TV career to to some extent. I didn't follow, uh, I guess, tooth and nail. But you know, I followed her from my two dads, then step by step. Uh, I do know she was on that movie, Lisa. Uh, I had watched it once, but I had watched it. And the most recent one I saw her on was uh, Hidden Secrets. It's a uh, Christian-based movie. Uh, it was mm-hmm. She didn't have a lot of vocal parts in it. I was a little surprised. And she changed her hair, which I knew she changed it in Step by Step. She changed it from, like, I guess, dark red to, like, bleach blonde. It took a little bit to take. Uh, I like darker hair ladies, but, um, but yeah, it's all done. And wasn't taking your cues anymore then. I guess not. I had no influence anymore on that girl. <laughs> That's great. Anyway. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to throw out a question to you. Uh-oh. It just came to mind. 
uh, and I'll answer it too, but uh, since we're on TV and we're both huge Knight Rider fans, oh, yes. is it Bonnie or is it April? That's really tough because they're both are hot. <laughs> <laughs> and now if you would have asked me that exact question when I was about 12, I would have told you April. Mainly because okay. I I vaguely remember an episode where Bonnie's wearing a bathrobe and it looks like she is like 200 pounds. <laughs> and so I had this false idea how her stature. Now, if you ask me nowadays, because I've watched it and seen how what shape she was in, Bonnie, hands down. I, I, I Bonnie was uh, the prettier girl. Uh, I think, although April was a uh, almost equal, uh, I think I'd still side with Bonnie. How about uh, you? Well, you know, Bonnie was on the show longer. Yes. Um. So you got to see more of her. I I think I'm probably the opposite. If you would asked me back then, I probably would have said Bonnie. But uh, now, you know, I've gone back and watched it. I don't know, probably twice all the way through in the last four or five years, the whole series. And I don't know, April was a little more flirtatious with Michael and um, she was, and I think there was a bikini episode. Uh, probably was. Yeah. So uh, yeah, she, she was a little, had a, the clothing that was a little more, I guess, revealing. So yeah, I'm more of an April guy now than <laughs> now the one thing that kid, but. now the one thing that shocked me on the topic uh, of at least mm-hmm. uh, the girl that played bonnie was her name i'm gonna have to google it because i i used to know it off by heart but anyway she played a bit part in men in black do you think you can place her oh she did yep um Not credited that's why it was very well very little well known Okay, I'm. Uh, gosh, it's been so long since I watched Men in Black. Um, was it maybe? Uh, was it maybe at the very Patricia, end? Patricia McPherson. That's her name. Was it the yeah, very end? Was it the ver- when? No. Um, no. Okay. Well, describe the scene, but oh. I don't think it's at the very end. I don't know. I, I have this scene in my mind. Maybe I'm mixing it up because I think they did bring on. A girl aging in number two, right? No, nope, it's um, in the first movie. A, a, anyway, you, go ahead and tell me. Okay. You remember when Jay, is it Jay or K? Um, Jay is Will Smith. Okay, so K. When K is spying on the satellite on this woman, and then Jay walks in and says, oh, let me guess. Uh, she's the woman in the oh. photo. Got you. That's her? That is her. No. That is Really? Her. It is her. All right. I'm going <laughs> to have to Google. Look it up right now. But yeah, she, uh, she played uh, the unnamed role, basically, of, of that. Oh, she played in uh, Warehouse 13 most recently in, in, in 09. Yeah, what, uh, who was uh, who that? Uh, because I watched that show. She played, the character was uh, Regent. Uh, episode is called The Breakdown. 
Oh, so it was just one like a guest appearance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought you meant like on a regular basis or something, but she's interesting. That is that is her. It's not it's not in even in her IMDB. Um I'm looking through it. But I had I had I don't know. I googled her name some time ago and that's it comes up. She's the unnamed role of Kay's wife. I think is how it's worded. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm just kind of scrolling through a couple uh, scenes, articles here. But yeah, I guess I don't know. I guess that was her, uncredited. Interesting. I need to go watch Men in Black now. Just to... <laughs> I like watching. Rebecca Holden was the April. That's her, yep, that's her. Her name. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's a little. Uh, Nugget for our listeners there. Yeah. And as my pastor says, um, no charge. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's, you want to go, is we done with TV? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, you put in here cartoon crushes. Yeah. I know as, as we're younger, I'm sure we uh-huh. had infatuations. It didn't matter if it was live or Memorex, you know, you, you still wanted to, mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. You know, you kind of had the, a fascination with the girls. Uh, so, yeah. what is your maybe cartoon crush? Well, <laughs> first one that came to mind was uh, Jessica Rabbit from Who Framed <laughs> Roger Rabbit. That's a pretty obvious one there. The video game version of that, which I kind of alluded to in my article, was uh, Princess uh, Daphne from... Um, uh, Dragon's Lair, if you remember that uh, video game. No, I'm not sure. Uh, it it was like the f- very first arcade game that started charging 50 cents, and it was that cartoonish style. They hired a guy, uh, Don Bluth, I think it was name. What's her name his again, name Princess? Daphne. Daphne. Uh, I think it was Princess. It's Daphne. They hired Don Bluth from, I think, Disney help with that game. And she was pretty well endowed. <laughs> and that game came out probably, I don't know, 82, 83, maybe somewhere in there. Um, and I never really played that game much, but I remember watching other people playing because here's the game that costs 50 cents. Let's see what it's like. And uh, yeah, pretty revealing. Uh yeah. Outfit there, you can see why uh, Dirk was going after her. Um, yeah, really. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as far as cartoon characters go, uh, I guess much more crush worthy than uh, Miss Jessica Rabbit. Well, true, I guess. Uh, I completely spaced old Jessica Rabbit, but I, I'm not a. <laughs> I guess the best way to put it, I'm not a boob man. So. <laughs> I thought that was a little. You pegged me. Yeah, I, oh. I think it's more. For me, it was like in excess. Uh-huh. And I used to joke because um, I was dating a girl that had about those size at one point, and I I had joked that I was afraid of uh, getting a headache or being knocked out while tying my shoes, <laughs> like uh, what's his name, like the detective. <laughs> oh my. Well, there was a funny moment. <laughs> yeah. 
So so keep going with that. Who so who's your choice? For me, I you know me and my Voltron. I liked uh, Princess Alora. Okay, okay, and, I can see that. And I guess what what helped or didn't help is they have a scene, uh, uh, an actual swimming scene, and uh, they have her jumping off the blue line like a diving board. And one of the scenes mm-hmm. that she's jumping in, and you see the little right-in booty. Um, it, you know, kind of peeking through, and then the the gag is that she loses the, her top in this in the swimming course. We don't see it; none of you know it's not revealed. But you right. see the bra or the bikini top rather floating along, and uh, but <laughs> that was a lot for a kids' show. <laughs> it, yeah, that was. I was a little like oh, uh, they're allowing that on Voltron. Isn't this? Uh, and even at that age, I'm like, this is a little. Risque for a cartoon. You think about, I just um, got back into Masters of the Universe. I um, picked up the uh, the mini comic hardback collection. I was going through that, and then it just naturally led to me watching a, a couple episodes. And you think about Tila, and I mean, even some of the characters on She-Ra and, and so oh, forth. Yeah. Their, their outfits are pretty skimpy. <laughs> they are, yeah. Uh, you know, well, just to match He-Man and, you know, all the other muscular guys that were on there. The other one that came to mind, too, was uh, Chitara. Oh, yeah. And her little uh, little spandex outfit there that she yeah. wore. I completely and, forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, that was uh, that's another one that, you know, <laughs> the cosplayers love to do nowadays <laughs> for obvious reasons, but... Yeah, there's a there's there's quite a few cartoons like that that um go back and watch and oh yeah okay yeah they did <laughs> a little bit more than uh, than I remember uh, being in there right <laughs> okay did you have any more? Uh, I actually had a second and it's only be- uh, and it isn't necessarily because we have our our other franchise I'll call it uh, but it was still. Still alluring, and that was Gloria Baker from Mask. Oh, I th- okay. I thought you were going to go with uh, Vanessa. No, I never. I never found her. Maybe it was the voice, but I never found her very interesting <laughs> or appealing. Uh, I think it was the voice because it's like that. Sorry, Sharon, but that was just too too manly of a voice for a villain. <laughs> but uh, and for those that are listening, Sharon Noble voiced both well all the women characters and some of the kids on uh on the mask animated series back in the day so uh but she was the main character for Gloria Baker and Vanessa Warfield and it was just too manly of a voice the way she voiced Vanessa mm-hmm. for me was there maybe an alternate or a number another one uh not off the top of my head that i can okay. think of uh, in the cartoon world. One that I'll throw out there that just came to mind from TV. And there wasn't really anyone in particular, but it was just the show itself and the uh, the outfits the ladies wore. Uh, my dad loved watching the American Gladiators. Oh, and yeah. even though those, <laughs> those women were very close to being... Uh, 
in the stature of men just based on their muscles and everything. There were still a few that uh, I remember caught my eye <laughs> when Dab watched that. I I really, really want to hold off until whenever we talk about our Clearfield County Fair. Okay. Because there is a topic along that lines right there, but I'm going to wait until Clearfield County <laughs> Okay. It, okay. It revolves around it. So anyway. Okay. So I that one just kind of came to mind, but I can't think of any more uh, as far as cartoon characters go. Right. Well, um, I guess that so, segues ourselves into basically the miscellaneous category, where it's uh, you were you hinted about video games, but you know maybe music or some other another universe that um, you might yeah. find a fascination. Um. It's it's weird because I know you listen to a lot of women uh, musicians and uh, mm-hmm. singers. You know, you think of uh, Debbie Gibson and Tiffany, and I think you mentioned you listened to Mariah Carey on another the other show. Mm-hmm. And I know you've picked up uh, Wilson Phillips music. You know, but that's still that whole MTV era. I mean, there were several out there, but I don't know. There's I, I really can't say that. Oh, you know, I was in love with Madonna or any, you know, any of those, um, the mall singers, <laughs> I'll say, <laughs> wow. uh, I'm, and I'm not, I'm not, that's not demeaning in any means. I'm just saying that, you know, Tiffany and Debbie Gibson owned the malls along with new kids on the block, you know, that kind of a thing in that era, that's where they went and, you know, kids were screaming and flocking to them and, I don't know. I, that was, I guess maybe I was either too old for that, or I just never, I never found a peer that I had a crush on in the music industry. And, um, I don't know the, I guess just thinking about the MTV era and all those, the bands that I listened to were like, you know, Aerosmith and, um, well, you didn't have a crush on uh, Liv Tyler. Well, that was that would be high school. That was nineties. Live in uh, Alicia Silverstone because I do remember those videos. That was that was more high school age. But um, the eighties more was more or less. I, I listened to the the rock bands, and you know those videos were just littered with girls in various forms and fashions. <laughs> bon Jovi. <laughs> you know, you, you think about all those videos that, that they released back then. Poison and Warrant, all those, you know, they were just, uh, it was almost like a, they stopped by the local strip club and, hey, you guys want to be in a music video? And <laughs> you think of, uh, okay, okay, here's one, here's one. I'll give you an example, okay. which was probably a crush for a lot of people at the time, was uh, Tawny Katane. And she was the one that was doing all the flips and the stuff on the cars for the White Snake videos. She was, I think, married to uh, the lead singer at the time. Oh, gosh. My brain is not working tonight. Uh, I almost had it there. I can't remember the lead singer's name. But if you if you remember, uh, which one is it? Is it Here I Go Again or Is This Love? Or might have been both of them. Anyway. <laughs> She she's like doing splits and dancing on the hoods of all these like sports cars or something in one of those music videos. I remember that catching my eye. 
Uh, and that was probably 87-ish. I think when those music videos released. So I guess, yeah, I guess it was more or less those those were my crushes, those girls. And there's a, another guy um, that runs a blog that kind of went back and found all these girls that were featured in the videos, like uh, Journey Separate Ways. There's the girl in the leather miniskirt that's walking around the whole time. And, you know, they would particularly get one girl to appear in, in, in these music videos. And he went back and chronicled and found them and uh, interviewed them and what the experience was and all that stuff. I'm sure it was more horror stories than anything else, but um, <laughs> that, that was, I guess that was what I was more looking at as a kid rather than just like, you know, like I said, one, one artist in particular that I was buying all their music and had posters all over the, you know, my walls. <laughs> right. I guess what about you as far as music goes? Cause I know you were, like I just said, you were into a lot of those bands and I was it lady been, artists like TV. Uh, it was the women that drew me into the music more than, you know, uh, their music. Uh, eventually I actually liked the music. So uh, it's one of those things I get my number one was Tiffany. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, she was the first I really got exposed to as far as in, uh, to the rock stuff. I think it was my cousin that introduced me to her, to the music. And I, it just, I liked it already. And then you know, saw the tape cover. I'm like, Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> uh, then lo and behold, she comes to the Clearfield County fair and I tried to make it. Uh, but I was, I was actually spooked off. Uh, I was afraid my dad would like kill me or something. Because I went to a rock concert, so um, um, <laughs> it's not a rock concert. But go ahead. Well, yeah, I know your definition, my definition. <laughs> no, I, I understand. I, he had uh, it was all it was all rock and roll to him. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I didn't uh, didn't go. A little a little disappointed, but uh, I liked her. Um, I guess I'll just go down. I I liked China Phillips out of the Wilson Phillips crew. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that's, yeah. Uh, I was, She's the blonde Yeah, I can't kind of get, get them messed up. But uh, I liked her the most, I guess, out of all three. And then it's kind of a toss-up if I'm rating them. Uh, I followed Martika, believe it or not, when she was still part of the Kids Incorporated. Martika, yes. Because she was start on there first. What the song? What was the song? Toy Soldiers. Toy Soldiers, yes. Yeah. That was like her is, – is she kind of a one-hit wonder? No. Well, she had two. She yeah. had, had uh, uh, Feel the Earth Move, which was a remake from an earlier, like a 70s, I think, okay. song. But um, Toy was, Soldiers was huge. That might have went to number one. It did, and even Eminem <laughs> did a spoof off of it. Uh, he used that same – her, her chorus – uh, she used it, or he used it rather, in one of his so-called rap songs. But I followed, like I said, I followed her and Kids Incorporated way back when that was the big thing. Uh huh. Um, and I liked her then, and then I found out, you know, she broke off and had her own rock career, and uh, just kind of followed her there. Number uh, one for two weeks in 1989. Yeah, I know it was number one. Hmm. And you mentioned her. I liked Debbie Gibson as well. Uh, she had the cute, cutesy face to me. 
mm-hmm. sweetheart probably the right, right word for it, this cute sweetheart face to me she actually had three four martika had four songs in the top 40 oh really i didn't know yeah. i didn't even know it made that well <laughs> it's on the billboard 100s but yeah toy soldiers was definitely the number one but um what about you? What was, uh, I guess the, the, I never got into video games like you, uh, at least not in that well-defined, I'll call it, because most of <laughs> most of my video games were very blocky. I mean, the most, the most uh, I would call it alluring, which really wasn't alluring, was your outrun from Sega Genesis. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, so that was, I mean, it was not appealing by any means, but that was, <laughs> for my age, yeah, for well, that era, that was about the closest to. Yeah, and I, when I was writing that article on uh, the video game crushes I had, it was, uh, I was specifically thinking about the arcade because the home consoles at the time, the, the ports really, you know, they were better than like, you know, Pac-Man on Atari, but <laughs> they were, probably wasn't until like the the Sega Genesis Super Nintendo era where you got the 16-bit graphics that um were that really ported the game. So, but there were still I, there were still little snippets here and there, I guess. But what I was mainly referring to was a lot of these games, the the beat 'em up type games, where they steal your girlfriend uh, or the princess or whoever, and you know you have to go and win her back. So the the whole point of the game is you're trying to rescue your girlfriend. Well, and naturally you're gonna <laughs> have a little affinity for the girl that you're going after, yeah. um, Marion from Double Dragon, that kind of a thing. I think I wrote in the article something about, you know, why are these guys punching her in the stomach and walking off with her? You know, what what was the main offense there? <laughs> uh, you know, like, I just want to beat these jerks up and go get my girl. Um, you mentioned uh, Dragon's Lair. <laughs> that was another one that was just, you know, I've got to rescue the princess. And it was more than just going after the princess and, you know, Super Mario Brothers. Um <laughs> That kind of a the rescue, um, and then just a, uh, I'm trying to think of the other ones that I was uh, I listed in there. One was um, the girl from Golden Axe. If you remember that game, you had the the guy. It was kind of like the the He Man and She Ra. It was yeah. the more barbaric and uh, Amazonian. A woman, and you had the elf. You could choose, but it was one of the first games I remember actually like choosing the girl <laughs> character to play <laughs> as. So I liked her a lot um, on that game, and you know, like I said, it that was uh, more innocent kind of crush. And uh, what else? Um, trying to think what else I put in that list. Oh, one one was. Um, you remember the uh, the game Super Off Road? Oh yeah, where you were the the trucks that went around the stadium, getting the little yep. nitro boosters and stuff, and that was a real it was a real fun game to play. But in between, when you're getting your you know you're upgrading your tires and your engine and your nitro and all that stuff, you had these girls in bikinis just kind of 
hey, there you are. And when you won the race, there they were handing you the trophy, you know, that kind of a thing. And that I was trying to remember, I guess that's more of the, or was more of the, you know, racing culture of the time to have these girls, the, the victory lane girls kind of wandering around handing out trophies and stuff. But a few, you know, games like that where the imagery was there, even though that wasn't necessarily the, the main part of the game. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's just, those were just kind of fun little <laughs> crushes. And I alluded to a lot of people harp on the movie pixels. Um, I don't, have you watched pixels yet? Not yet. Adam Sandler? Not yet. See, I was one of the few that I could see the flaws, but I still had fun with it because it was mainly geared towards my demographic and of course me being obsessed with the eighties and all enjoying all the references and stuff along the way. Well, during the, <laughs> during the movie, the, uh, one of the characters as these video games are coming to life, there's this girl that comes to life and she's kind of like that Amazonian warrior with the swords and stuff. And he kind of jokes that he's been, you know, spending uh, the better part of his life trying to figure out a way to get her to come to life. And then here she is. And he's been obsessed with her since he was eight years old, you know, that kind of a thing. (laughs) And of course I, it was never, you know, for me with uh, some of these characters, the, the girl from golden ax or whatever, but I could, I could relate to that because it was, you know, still when you're eight, nine, 10 years old, you're at the arcade and you see this imagery and you know, just start to develop crushes on girls and stuff. I can relate to that. So that's why, well, part of the reason why I really enjoyed the movie or at least uh, got enjoyment out of watching it more than most people, because I remember being in, in that situation. Right. So, uh, anyway, I, I basically, I just kind of ignored the critics. We went out one night and it was, I think we paid, you know, $4 or whatever it was to get in that night. I, couldn't believe it because it was like a Tuesday or Wednesday night and me and my buddies went, we had a great time watching that movie uh, in the theater, but uh, you need to go see it. It's, it's fun. If you can just get around the Adam Sandler hate and, Oh, he's just the same character in every movie and same jokes and stuff. Well, yeah, it's the same kind of humor, but it's you know centered around eighties video games <laughs> and that culture. So anyway, right. Yeah, it was fun. I'm not, it was on, fun. I'm not on the Adam Sandler hate bandwagon. I, I've liked most of his movies. The only one I didn't like was that independent movie he did. I can't remember what it was. The, yeah, the, and I, 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 I realized it was the script, and not him per se. But I just I watched it. I watched it all the way through. I gave it its fair shot, and it was one of those I wish yeah. I could just chuck out the window type. Uh, it just it, well, and those those actors, they always there's always one movie they got to do just to see. Oh, I'm going to do a serious role this time. You know, Jim Carrey, uh, somewhat in the Truman Show, but there was another one he did that was like a horror movie. I can't even remember the name of it, but they always have to try something. I'm I'm stereotype for life. I'm going to prove to you that I can act. You know. <laughs> Right. Just do, just do what we enjoy. We don't care, you know. I mean, they obviously care. They want to 
Well, they don't maybe they get sick of doing stuff like that. But obviously, Adam Sandler. I mean, he just had a. I think it was a four or five movie deal with Netflix to release kind of these movies that he's known for. So, yeah, why not? Yeah, still, still, people paying to see it, and that's it. I, uh, I, I enjoy what you know what the character that they typically portray. I understand they want to do something different. They don't want to be pigeonholed into, you know, we'll use the example of Jim Carrey. He's always comedy. Yes, I'm sure he would branch, like to branch out and do yeah. drama or do adventure or whatever other role. But sometimes, they, like we've said before, they kind of get just, for lack of a better term, they get characterized for what they do best. Yeah. And that's where they typically stay. I like it. I don't, you know, Jim Carrey can always be the funny guy to me. I don't really don't care. Yeah. And the yeah, same with Adam Sandler, the, the quirky dude that's um, kind of stuck in the 80s, early 90s. Um, I say early 90s because he had the uh, same old song playing on uh, uh, what's the <laughs> stupid uh, Big Daddy? Is that Big Daddy? Yeah. That he has the the skateboarder scene. You have, you have uh, the same old song, but it's just the, the music music bed playing uh-huh. and i'm like dude yeah i'm jamming to that that's pretty cool um but yeah like i said i, I don't get on the, the the hate wagon that these people are on i've enjoyed yeah. i like to form my own opinion that's it <laughs> or, or, or at least you know check it out before i formulate an opinion right but i have a laundry list a of, of movies i need to that. see anyway so <laughs> we'll put that one up there i think you'll enjoy it anyway we just went off a big uh bunny trail on that one but Anything else you want to add as far as crushes go? No, I think we've uh, crushed the crushes. Uh, at crushed least, the crushes. I mean, I, I have plenty more. The problem is I, we would be here for quite some time. <laughs> well, um, I think we I think we hit on uh, a lot from several different genres and eras and, yeah. and such. So uh, I say we just leave it at that. Sounds great. Cool. Well, stick around for uh, our next episode. Again, we're going to move on to uh, going back and just remembering some school memories. Um, Talk a little bit more about where we went to school and uh, some specific events that happened, uh, funny stories, probably embarrassing stories, that kind of a thing. I wanted to get back into... uh, into that era for a little bit. And uh, again, we're always looking for feedback from you guys and uh, we appreciate you guys listening to the show. So if you want to reach out to us, you know, several different ways on the website at rediscoverthe80s.com and our Twitter feed is at RD80s and uh, let us know what you think. And we'll be, uh, we've got a whole laundry list of topics to, uh, we've got written down to get to and, I think I chose the the school one, so you'll be your turn after that. Once we uh, get through that episode, we can talk about what we want to do next, buddy. But I think we hit this one out of the park, man. I'm, I'm I think we did pretty good. I think and, so. Uh, hopefully, think our, our, our wives won't divorce us. That's it. Yeah. No divorces, no rests. <laughs> We're good. Cool, man. Well, we've not reached the final frontier, nor have we thrown Mama from the train. As we conclude our episode, however, don't worry about the other hand being between two pillows or the man who drives a Dodge and sells shoes. 
Instead, shout Turtle Power as you send us your memories and comments via rediscoverthe80s.com at RD80s on Twitter, as Jason has alluded to, and the other plethora of social media outlets. There's no phony tales or cotton tales about it. You're invited to listen as we continue running down Memory Jogger. This has been a production of the Rediscover the 80s podcast. Visit rediscoverthe80s.com to find our show notes for this episode and others. Join us again next time for the Memory Jogger podcast. Hey!